Apparently, uh, in Seattle, uh, an 11 year old was stabbed after calling a stranger an NPC. <laughs> Whoa. Turns out. <laughs> I'm sorry. Should... Yeah. It turns should... out that dude was real as fuck. Hey, wait, is that a real news story though? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, it's really fucked up. It's, uh... I'm, I apologize for laughing at first, but it is also kind of funny. That's, that's is t- the kid okay? Uh, well, you know, like had severe in- injuries is like being still being hospitalized oh, for geez. it. Oh, jeez. Um, All yeah. right. It's not, it's not funny. I take no, it back. no, it's not. But it's like, uh, it's downright Hegelian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not real. <laughs> yes, I am. Well, can, prove it. Like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you. But this is exactly what Hegel said recognition was. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it was a fight to the death. Yeah. So, like, you know, the kids, they, they're they reading their Hegel. Hopefully yeah. they become less idealists, more Marxists. They get a materialist analysis. Nothing more materialist than getting stabbed. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um. <laughs> well, so how are you fellas doing today? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I'm really glad not to be stabbed by a uh, a player character. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. That makes me glad. Today is what I will call Green Day, which is the first day of the year that you walk outside and you realize that everything is green. And it's a very exciting day for me. It's one of my favorite days of the year. Hell yeah. It, 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 the, the novelty 14, 13 years later still is not worn off that like, yeah, the, no. that like just all this, sh- you know, like since moving from Florida, like all this <laughs> shit gets... It just shows up one day. It's like it's like millions of tons of organic matter just like just fucking popping up out of nowhere. Doesn't make any. It doesn't make any sense. It's yeah. magic, and it smells like laundry not, detergent outside, yeah. and it's just yeah. you know, it's, it's almost about to smell like semen, which yeah. I can't wait for. Look forward to the semen. Yeah, the semen trees are in bloom. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, suddenly summer uh, at least for the weekend. Yeah. Um, oh, went, record high yeah. on the fourteenth. I think got hey. up to ninety. Hey, set new records every day. We love it. We're number one. We're number one. We're number one. Can't explain why that happens. No, uh, certainly not. No. I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess I do know. I think it's just whenever the the, the heat comes on, like, uh, you know, I'm talking about the atmospheric heat comes on, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. the thermostat switches on and it gets above like 80 for a couple of days. I just like frenetically work myself out like a ton. Like I went for like two really hard runs in the last three days. And I'm feeling great. I just, you know, I com- I don't know. It's like a compulsion. I just need to like. You're husky. Yeah, you gotta exactly. be. You gotta be run out. Yeah, but, but especially the heat. It's just like, um, I don't know. It just makes all the muscles like loosen up a little bit. Mm. I'm very it's been nice. For I've it. been I've been mostly enjoying it. I don't know. Ninety degrees is too hot, but more on uh, temperatures later in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't really know how to dive into this topic uh, that is so grim, other than just to start talking about it. Yeah, go for it's it. It's not yeah. a great segue. Yeah, There's no. Yeah, two articles came out this month um, on two men who died in custody. Uh, Completely in, separate in jails. stories. Totally yeah. separate stories. One of them is from 2001. It happened in 2001. It's just that more details came out about it recently. But the mm-hmm. other one is from just this past January. I'll start with the 2001 case. Um, keep in mind, both of these men were pre-trial. Mm. Neither of these men had been convicted of a crime. Mm. The first is a man with schizophrenia who was left naked in a jail cell for weeks um, before finally dying. And this is like Guantanamo Bay treatment of a prisoner. It is It is remarkable. He was put in a padded room. With nothing but a smock, like a hospital smock. They took his underwear from him. Um, what? He had nothing to lay on. He had, like, eventually they gave him a mat, but it was after, like, several, like, it was after, like, a week of being locked up, I think. Is this the one that happened in 2001? or is Yeah, this, this the- is the one that happened okay. in the summer of 2001. Um, so he ultimately died from dehydration and malnutrition. Um, after three weeks uh, with no medical attention in the cell. And he, so he had schizophrenia. So he was, um, you know, in a psychotic state when he was arrested and, and put in this cell. The only human interactions he had were, uh, I believe there were three, and each of them was them restraining him in these really dramatic restraints, even though he wasn't resisting, but like hands, feet, and um, like arms bound while they uh, hosed him down basically with water because he was smearing feces all over his jail cell. He had no access to a bathroom. 
There was a bathroom conjoined to the room, but it was kept locked, so he couldn't access a bathroom. And and uh, uh, backing up for a second, he's in prison, if I remember correctly, because first he was involuntarily committed, and then he like hit a nurse or something. Um, so he was found back in July of 2021. His mother was worried because he wasn't responding to phone calls. And so his apartment manager went to check on him. He was found naked on his floor, uh, and speaking incoherently. And so he was, they called an ambulance. Um, he was taken to the hospital. He was in a state of psychosis. He, um, said that he had used meth. And then when a nurse found him on the floor and tapped him, he pulled her hair which led to a guard um, securing him to his bed. And he complied without incident. He, they, were, they then called Seymour Police, the town police, which sent four officers to arrest him, placing him in shackles and carrying him out of the hospital in his underwear. For pulling a nurse's hair. For pulling a nurse's hair. For a yeah. man experiencing psychosis, yeah. responding to somebody touching him by pulling their hair. Yeah. And like, if you don't, like when you're in psychosis and you're, Sometimes you even know that everything around you is not real, but it doesn't really matter because you are, you know, you have so much adrenaline, you respond to it as if it is. So somebody touching you out of nowhere and you not expecting it can, in a state of psychosis, seem like a demon reaching out to you and grabbing you. Like you don't have an accurate perception of reality. So at the jail, um, they skipped the booking process. They did no medical evaluation and he was placed directly in padded cell seven which had nothing to sit on um, and no way to know whether it was day or night. The lights were on all the time. It was a windowless room. With no bathroom. Yep, with no bathroom. Um, there, the footage shows him smearing feces, eating styrofoam, spilling food, uh, See, staring into the cameras, licking the walls, and spontaneously laughing. This is really rough. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, sorry, it's it's a little bit of a downer today. Yeah, no, it's, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, after five days, the officers open his cell for the first time, and he he comes out naked. They tackle him to the ground and force him into a restraining device that uh, bound his legs and feet and locked his hands behind his back. Even though he was not he was not resisting, like there was no need to tackle him or restrain him. He just stepped out of his cell. Um. They left him in the restraints for four hours, and then after that, he was given a mat, which was the first time that he was, uh, so for five days, he was in this room with nothing to sit or lay on. Two, so two days later, uh, they do basically the same thing. They strip him naked, which they took his smock, like that's all he had, um, and that's when they uh, hose him down the first time. They'll do it two more times. And this is just to be cruel, or like, why? Why are they hosing this man? That is he's already... covered in poop, I think, right? Well, he's smearing feces yeah. all over his room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, he doesn't have a bathroom to go in or no. to. Yeah, and so instead of just letting him in a bathroom, letting him shower or something. Yeah, yeah. And the whole time he's also um, rejecting food. So, which is ultimately what kills him is is malnutrition and dehydration. I can imagine not wanting to live like that if I was him. I can imagine not. On top of all of this, he's in a psychotic state. Yeah. Like, it's not easy to eat when you're that sick. Yeah. You need you need medication. You need, like, intravenous medication to deal with the schizophrenic psychotic episode. But he obviously wasn't um, getting that. that. Yeah. So. What, what state was this in again? This was in Indiana. Yeah. So that's the first story. The second story, this is more recent, and this was a man from Georgia. Um, he begged for medical help for nearly two months before uh, succumbing to testicular cancer. This in, in January, he died. Dying from testicular cancer, got to be a bad way to go. Oh, yeah. I got to imagine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He complained about one of his testicles swelling to the size of several golf balls. Um, several golf balls. Several golf balls. Interesting, well, me- in his interesting yeah, unit yeah. of measure. Um, you yeah. just start talking about bigger kinds of There's balls. a lot of balls. Yeah. Yeah, there's many balls. The tennis balls. Yeah. Yeah. So, may- maybe maybe it, just none of those were the right size, though. Yeah, maybe it was like, maybe it, it literally looked like three golf balls glued together. If yeah. it was a big enough tumor, you know, yeah. possible. Yeah. Christ. Um, 
he placed like he he placed the apparently there's a maximum number of requests that you can make for medical treatment when you're being held in jail pre-trial of not having been convicted of anything. So he reached his max number of uh, requests that he was able to make for for healthcare. Um, I'm sure he got Tylenol all uh, every. He time. got Tylenol yeah, and right. Motrin. Yeah, they they brought him Tylenol and Motrin, and that is all that they gave him. And November twenty third third, he put in a request for medical care. Um, and it's in all caps. I have major pain and something wrong with my private parts. Uh, finally, on January nineteenth. He was allowed to see a urologist who officially diagnosed him, and then he died a week later on January 26th. Um, they found that the living conditions at the at the at the jail were like really abhorrent. They were really um uh, just unhygienic, and he at one point um told his mother that he felt like his art his organs were shutting down. He was in excruciating pain, and his poor mother. To just listen, just like, just, get, to, just get get updates on how he's dying, and that no one's doing anything about it. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, in his last message um, to the staff at the jail, he said, "I need to go to the emergency room. I have sharp pain on my right side and stomach, and I can't take a full breath. I'm having a hard time walking." A medical staffer responded by telling him, "You will be evaluated tonight." Jesus. He died a week later. You know, like, uh, uh historical comparisons like you know i don't know what, what's like the worst the probably you know like the worst hi- historical comparison for like a prison situation that like an american can can come up with is like the soviet gulag right you know, like that's like the fucking worst thing humans have done to other humans uh on par with the holocaust is like what uh i think we usually hear right sure gulag system lasted for 22 years that's it and then Khrushchev was like, "That this is absolutely abhorrent and disgusting and got rid of it. Yeah, we've been you know? doing solitary confinement for... Longer than 22 years, yeah. you know? And it's like, and even... I mean, fuck, we've been keeping people in Guantanamo Bay in solitary confinement and forced feeding for 22 years, yeah. you know? You know, it's like, and, and even, like, I'm not gonna, like, not defending the Gulag system by any means, but I... At least, like, like some of those were, like, camps where, like, you would actually, like, go to a, ha- like, home. Like, you were, you were in Siberia, but, like, you had, like, a full, like, apartment that, like, a free person would get. But, like, you were not... You were just stuck in Siberia. Yeah, but, yeah, you were stuck in Siberia doing unfree work. Like, it's not good by any, by any means, and, like, a lot of people... It's not a padded cell with no yeah, mat to lay yeah, on. Yeah, and a or lot bathroom. of people... Right, yeah. But, like, this is... I... I shit man you know like this is like what we do to people that again yeah we're not convicted of anything yet i mean that is like look nobody should be treated like this obviously and it would not be acceptable for somebody convicted of a crime to be treated like this yeah convicted of hair pulling you know yeah eventually get convicted of that i'm realizing now that i brought this i brought this is off record i realize now i brought this into the show and i don't know really what to say about it other than just to wallow and how horrible it is well, I mean, yeah, keep that in, I guess, you know, it's like it, it, things strike us, you know, like we we're we're sensitive beings paying attention to the world and occasionally something just like comes up and we want to talk about it. We want to, you know, explore it a little bit. And like, I don't really know what else to say other than our prison industrial complex is a horrific blight upon humanity that needs to be completely abolished or at least reformed to the point of unrecognizability. Like this is absolutely not the way to treat anyone it's not the way to get people to reform it's not the way to have a ethical or you know like sane society at all and i'm really really uh hoping that that lands i don't know maybe with the zoomers maybe they'll fix it all when they take <laughs> oh, over God, the prison no, that's yeah. what they said about us we I can't know. we can't do I that know. to them no yeah. but you know it's like yeah I think that there's at least as far as this show goes, there's not much else to do other than bear witness and, you know, get involved in abolition work if you are so inclined and able. But uh, the big picture here, right? Um, we have over a million people in state prisons uh, and then half a million in local jails. And of the 514,000 people in local jails across the country, 427,000 of them have not been convicted for anything. 
Wait, 500... Wait. 514,000 people are in jails. So four out of five people have not been convicted of anything. Yeah. In jails. Yeah. And then there's like over a million people in state and federal prisons. Yeah. They've, they've, you know, when you you get convicted and then you go to prison. Right. Right. You know, if, if, if that's your sentence. Right. But yeah, it's like most of the people in local jails, uh, never never convicted for anything and yeah. we have which is a violation of civil rights yeah, yeah, you yeah. have the right to a speedy trial like yeah. that's you yeah. know that's a constitutional right that all of us have yeah. and people wait in jail for months that's not a speedy trial no and this is nothing to say about the troubled teen industry which oh, was God. like you know check out the true drug recovery series. yeah amazing um but yeah drug recovery same kind of thing like, we did a bonus episode on that i don't know a year back maybe yeah yeah, so like we have a, a an American Gulag system that, um, by some accounts, is at least um, it hasn't reached like the amount of people that uh, the Soviet one uh, um, processed. But we're we're getting there really fast. Like, like the the size of the prison population. Like, if you look at how the Gulag system grew once Stalin came to power, like it. It it wasn't like an overnight like everyone's in fucking jail, you know. It yeah. It 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 went up pretty fat, uh, pretty fat, like over over time. But you know, like I, yeah, it's it's it, it, totally within outreach and the system that we're doing to like far exceed uh, some of like the 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 worst excesses of like the, the- re- revolutionary um, you know terror. Yeah, this is also in no way a defense of the Gulag system, but, you know, in terms of reasoning out why it existed was the Soviet Union was a much more fragile governing body than the United, than, you know, the United States federal government is. Oh, yeah. State governments. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, kind of in a, in a way, like when you look at how many of the more political prisoners, we at least have like a, a rational explanation for why it would happen. Why would a schizophrenic man, man, guilty of pulling a nurse's hair and nothing else be subjected to this kind of treatment like it's you know i don't know it just seems less it just makes less sense to me yeah i mean i you know i i i know all this off the top of my head because i recently did a a a lecture on soviet urban planning and like you know what some of the problems of urbanism were in the soviet union and one of them like there, there was homelessness in the soviet union and it was mostly for like mental health and alcoholism uh, uh, and, and some like youth problems where you, or you know they get kicked out and they can't they don't land somewhere. Um, but you know a lot a lot of it was was mental health issues. Like they didn't put them in prison, but they you know it was also like you know hard to get them into anything. Yeah, you know, and, and the Soviet model was like usually it was very biological. Like, they would assume that there was something like physically innately wrong with you. Yeah, and phrenology. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that's um. Uh, but yeah, I I think it is fruitful though to like very directly compare what we're doing today to like the 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 uh, to honest accounts of like what the Soviet Union was doing at the height of like the Stalinist period, which is like which w- w- it instantly gives you I think like a lot like because because like that's like always supposed to be the the like the worst the thing man, right yeah. that's the boogeyman and then when you look at what they fucking did and like how close we are to to that if not exceeding it in a lot of respects like it's it's fucking horrendous you know yeah. because like even when all like the, some of that worst stuff was happening like uh um uh women were paid equal to men <laughs> you know like like Right. Uh, uh, you know, they they got rid of abortion, but then but then they got free back. public education. You know, yeah, yeah, they were like free public education. You know, like they were just like making, like just like standard. Like they're there at least like the uh, life expectancy was going up. Right, <laughs> infant yeah. mortality was going down. Like here, we're going in the opposite going direction the opposite on both cases, yeah. uh, largely um, because of like people between like twenty and forty are actually dying uh, more frequently, and that's what's drawing down our life expectancy it's not that people aren't getting to like you know when you say life expectancy you give like an average right like the average is going from like 79 to 76 or something it's not that like people aren't lasting till 79 they're only lasting to 76 it's that a ton of people are dying between the ages of like 20 and 40 
yeah. are they dying of? Like heart disease and uh, stuff? Mostly death, deaths of despair. Yeah. So there's... Oh, Most, you know, like, the majority of it, them it, are yeah. deaths yeah. of despair? It, it, it's, it's a lot. It's, a lot of, it's, you know, accidents, homicides, yeah. um, o- overdoses, the opioid crisis. Like, mm. there's a lot going on. Suicide yeah. is way up. Um, yeah, it's like, it's not good. And, if you know, I don't know about the most recent statistics, but I, when I checked four years ago, we were the highest incarcerated per capita nation in the world, the possible exception of North Korea, because we don't really trust their numbers. And we understand that they're, you know, a hermit kingdom with like a really authoritarian, you know, disciplinary state apparatus. Well, we, we don't even know that really. Honestly. Well, yeah, like, sure. We really exactly. But, but the but, gist but, is we, we don't yeah. have that data. Yeah. So they're the possible holdout that would beat us. And this, the land of the free, this is the, you know, the, the land of opportunity and, you know, like, I don't know, a million flavors of Oreos. And yeah. Um, yeah, we fucking have more of our people in essentially the most unfree state imaginable yeah. than anywhere else. I mean, and just raw numbers. We put more people in jail than any other country in the, on the planet. But we do get pumpkin spice Oreos for like a month and a half out of the year. So, yeah. you know, worth it. Worth it. Yeah. Uh, so as we were walking in, uh, the triumphant return of the CRV. Yes. Uh, after Truanon stole it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, Brace. Um, bad form. Bad form. Uh, yeah, Brace stripped the CRV. <laughs> tried to sell the rest of the parts to Mexico. Couldn't. Couldn't yeah. pull it off. Yeah. Pathetic. Just buy more crypto. <laughs> okay. But no, you, 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 and uh, M were at the live show in in the the crime haven of Canada. Yep, Montreal. Yeah. And uh, one of the dangerous, most dangerous cities in the world. Quebecois is uh, Quebec what? Right. But yeah, that's a good French joke. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, finally got it back like two and a half months later. Um, the parts are all fixed. Um, it just took a long time. Apparently cable harnesses are in uh, high demand because of theft involving severing them. <laughs> um, so yeah, I uh, don't really know how to get my car to be less theftable. Pretty much just stay out of the organized crime uh, areas that have the right tools to steal CRVs. It's pretty much all I've really come up with. That and maybe at the club. Yeah. But Is even it- that wouldn't, wouldn't last long for somebody who's gotten inside the car. Like a Dremel yeah. tool would get rid of that in a minute. Yeah. Is there a way to Google this problem? Like cities where I shouldn't take my CRV? Yes, actually, uh, if you if you just look up the most stolen car for a city and your car is in the top five, I wouldn't go to that city with your car. Just take a bus or something. There you go. You Interesting. Know? Yeah, okay. rent, rent a bicycle. That's some Ironweeds travel advice that you can trust. <laughs> but yeah, no, it feels good to have it back, which is to say my wife uh, can now go to her job, which requires a commute. Um, and I can go get groceries when I want, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, so stocked up on all the fresh stuff been eating off of, uh, frozen for a while mm-hmm. and, uh, boy, are my gut flora happy. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, Aldi opened by us. Oh, oh yeah. Man. On Husik. Yeah. Hell Aldi's yeah. open. Today I'm going to take, this is how much of a freak I am. Today I'm going to take my receipt from that and I'm going to compare it to the ShopRite website prices and see Oh yeah. if I'm really getting... A better deal. Yeah. Or, yeah. Worth if it. it's Aldi cracked up to be. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it was a, a great shopping experience. I will say I really enjoyed uh, being there shopping. Hell yeah. Oh, and uh, uh, pro tip, uh, at least as of now, uh, as of about, you know, four days ago, uh, I got reports that the Hannaford on Husik has very, very stocked and separated uh, dumpster bins. Oh. For you to dive if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I and, heard that. And a lot of the uh, the stuff is like only a day late and it's just sitting in a bin right, right. outside, you know? Get well, a five finger discount on all of this uh, perfectly good food if you, that's something that, uh, you know, it's not checks even your stealing. Box. It's just taking. No. Yeah. It's you know? literally uh, not wasting. <laughs> one one other one last thing about Aldi though, I think one of the reasons I like it so much is the decision fatigue is way lower because they don't have seventy kinds of crackers; they mm. have four kinds of crackers. I like that about uh, uh, Trader Joe's as well. Yeah, they, they have like well, you know, they're the same model. Oh yeah, yeah. The Trader Joe's used to be there. There were two brothers. David, do you want to tell yeah, the story? It was, it's two German. Uh, it was a German grocery chain called Aldi. And then the brothers inherited it and did a succession where they 
you know, argued and stuff. Yeah, they and so, did a they did a Greek yeah. Empire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so it, so there, beca- there became Empire. a um, Aldi Nord and Aldi Sud, Aldi North and South divisions, and then their American counterparts. Uh, the South is Trader Joe's, and the North is Aldi. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so they're basically the same. Yeah, and, they, they uh, have the same DNA. At the, yeah, at the, one of them uh, just form. wanted to make it really nice to shop there, and the other wanted to make it really cheap <laughs> and austere, ruthlessly efficient. Co- yeah, ruthless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, German. Yeah, one of them wanted to keep it German, and the other wanted yeah. to make it American. Yeah, yeah. and uh, really loved uh, Hawaiian uh, motif. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I really appreciate the. Yeah, you could also like think of it as like yeah, Trader Joe's is like German colonialism. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then like. And then the domestic one is is Aldi, right? Or it's just like polished concrete floor, no one there to ask for help, and you're just, and you're just taking the stuff. There are not three right kinds of raspberries. The there are raspberries. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which way, Western man? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Nord, Nord or Sud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with the uh, the, the Sudish model. Yeah, on this the Sudish model. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean. Uh, you know, like when I go to a Trader Joe's, the uh, the workforce at least has the affect like they're way having way better of a time. They're not. Um, but <laughs> uh, despite that, they get to sit at Aldi. So. They yeah. are organizing. So yeah. shout out to the uh, Trader Joe's organizers. That's cool. Yeah. There's Neat. been a bunch of, um, I think, successful uh, petitions. I don't Among know. their demands is they don't have to compliment one item in every customer's cart anymore. <laughs> do you know they have to do that? They really? No, they do? They, that. they have That's to so pick up, one, find one thing, at least one thing from every customer's cart and say, oh, these are so good. Or, oh, have you had these yet? Something like that. Wow. See, you, N- notice it next time you go to Trader yeah, Joe's, they'll do it. They, they always do, but I just thought they were being that extra <laughs> sweet, yeah, no. the real authentic person, Una. That uh, I mean, they do always <laughs> seem happy. Like me, I don't know. I was like wondering if the animals at the zoo really like their enclosure whoa, or something. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Is it you could. A good a good work a good work slowdown. If you're actually having a good time, yeah. uh, <laughs> a good a good work slowdown would be to to say it, but in a flat affect. Right, it's like pick up like a, uh, uh, I I don't know samosa like frozen samosas and just say like these are great. <laughs> these samosas are so good. Have you tried them? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I <Yeah>. love these. <laughs> Hell yeah! I'm, uh, a, I'm addicted to these. <laughs> <laughs> these chocolate peanut butter cups are so good. They are though. Beep. They're oh, they they're are, fantastic. Yeah, they're really That's good. one thing I I that Trader Joe's has over Aldi is they have like fun specialty foods. Aldi doesn't really do that so much. It has its in-house brand names for Mm -hmm, sure. mm -hmm. Um, but it's not like kooky. Yeah. They're not, uh, youthful. They're not like chocolate (laughs) coconut cluster pea, you know, pretzel, peanut butter, whatever's. Yeah. It doesn't have like somebody with like a, uh, a wonky, uh, unrealistic flying machine strapped to their back. Like, but otherwise like all steampunked out and, uh, you know, like grabbing like a pear from a tree. <laughs> yeah, it, it, whereas all these is just like a, a sweet trail mix number forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Hill Farm, che- uh, baked cheese cracker, <laughs> but and then like right next to the Cheez-Its. Yeah, but it's like a fourth of the. It's like a quarter of the the price of Hell the yeah. Cheez-Its, and, and they've intentionally made it look like the Cheez-Its box. Yeah, but it says like cheese cracker product yeah baked cheese yeah. cracker yeah and and, and man did, like they you were, you were saying Brittany, coming home like they don't fuck around with the barcode uh on the no. on these things like like if, if it comes from aldi yeah it's the barcode's barcode. fucking enormous <laughs> well i think it's because they do put a lot of emphasis on the cashier's yeah, job being super easy and yeah. super fast so you have to bag your own groceries you know and and those barcodes like if they're that easy to scan and you know you're not making food purely for aesthetics, then yeah, yeah. But the, this Aldi only had one register open, and then all the others were self checkout. Mm. So you know, we lost the war against that technology. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. but there's nobody watching the self checkout. Yeah, that's. True I didn't as have well. the balls to steal, but this time I might try it. Out. I, might, I don't know. Yeah. You just got to get yourself hyped know. up, like before you go in. You got to like. Take like a shot of Red Bull, two shots of vodka, you know, put on like pump up the jams 
and then you know stride in there confidently. I, I, I would steal. probably pick like Rage Against the Machine. Oh a little, yeah, a little Rage. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you! I won't do what you tell me. <laughs> Fuck you! I won't do what you tell me. Fuck you! I'm gonna steal from Aldi. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! I won't scan what you tell me. Oh yeah. yeah. Speaking of jobs, yes. Uh, Some people have dumb jobs where they don't have to work at all. Too many people, one would say. One late, great David Graeber might say that these jobs... They're bullshit. They're bullshit. But the difference is between these jobs, these, so we're going to be talking about these tech jobs, but the difference is they get, they get paid a lot of money. Like, David Graeber's so bullshit jobs were not yeah. getting paid much money. As some of them For were, now. I think. For, For now. now, yes. Yeah. Yeah, probably some. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, in fact, uh, in, in fact, I, I do remember one um, uh, piece from Bullshit Jobs where he, he says that uh, in a lot of cases, people would report that um, uh, their high salary was proportional to how dissatisfying the job <laughs> was or how meaningless it seemed. Yeah. And, and that they would uh, regularly say like, you know, um, well, you know, pe- like people who who obviously take take jobs that obviously like do things or like are 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 fun or or good or, or rewarding, yeah. right? Like they have lower salaries because you are rewarded with praise and adulation and like a sense of fulfillment yeah. instead of money. Yeah, like people yeah. who change yeah. bedpans yeah, and right, like yeah. wipe down elderly folks, richest Ex- people in the world. Yeah, like they <laughs> fucking love their jobs yeah. so much that you can pay them poverty wages and they'll still do it. They'll go into <laughs> debt to get into that line of work. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, it's no, fucking I know, crazy. I know. Um it's it's fucked up, but it's uh true. It has a lot of burnout. Yeah. It has a lot of people leaving. In fact, that's a huge nationwide problem right now. Is oh the, yeah the shortage of nurses yeah so uh so we're gonna look at this uh um wall street journal article these tech workers say they were hired to do nothing (laughs) a lot of it follows uh madeline machado she's 33 years old (laughs) god she's 33 years old oh um she was paid $190,000 a year. Jesus Christ. And was told she wasn't as a, um, as a headhunter for Facebook. Okay. Right? okay. So she would, Excuse she, me, for Meta. Yeah, get, Meta. Get yeah, it right, meta. David. Come yeah. on. So she was paid to uh, recruit for a company that, what, last month laid off yeah. 20,000 people? Yeah. Okay. So, but she was um, hired in like 2019, right? Uh, 2021. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, she wasn't expected to hire anyone for the first year she was employed her job is to hire people she and she was not expected to do that for a full year Um, it takes a while to learn the ropes you know like (laughs) that's uh, that's that's pretty standard you know you don't expect a lot out of people their first year that that 190 salary was a 70 thousand dollar raise from her previous job at microsoft wow where where she was presumably doing something yeah uh, maybe yeah yeah uh I don't make $70,000, period. Yeah. Imagine a $70,000 fucking dollar raise is absolutely insane. Yeah, on $120,000, which is already yeah. an amazing income. Um, uh, but since the start of uh, this year, tech companies have laid off a combined 168,000 people. <laughs> um, but, and, and so you might ask, right, like, so like, what is the reason for this? Like, why would uh, these well-resourced companies like in like 2019, you know, like, yeah, like Brittany kind of already has said, right? It was like, uh, what well, this must have been like 2019, right? It was like, but you know, it's like, yeah, it's like towards the beginning of the pandemic through or uh, like late last year, basically till entrance rates went from yeah. zero to positive. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, like all, all these companies just like went on these like massive hiring sprees and it wasn't because they had anything to do, right? They, they did the hiring sprees because. They basically wanted to lock in labor, knowing that some shit was going to come down the pike later on. And so that instead of uh, like compete, and so they wanted to compete for labor when they knew what the prices were going to be, basically. And then they could just cut people later when they didn't, when they ended up not needing them, right? So that one hundred sixty-eight thousand people that they cut out were basically them like was not a surprise to anyone running those companies. They they just 
knew that you know they were going to cut some people at some point but they they wanted to lock in all this like labor that is rare and complicated in the so beginning expensive oh yeah yeah, yeah. insanely expensive it's, it, but they and they have it they're the only ones that have it i i like you know like i struggle to keep a less than sixty thousand dollar a year job at a public university uh and uh but you know like yeah they can just you know hire and fire two hundred and fifty thousand dollar headhunters that have don't eight, do anything. they don't do anything yeah uh i mean you know like meta is a you know perfect case study for just like a company that has way more money and clout than it could possibly rationally deserve and or like um demonstrate the value for yeah um and that company i'm pretty sure is like on the it's it's going the way of twitter it's like about to totally fucking implode you think so yeah i mean like the metaverse who the fuck's going there nobody like um the idea of, of purchasing digital real estate within a online essentially like vr game that is a piece it's like the worst part of uh a sci-fi novel and they're like oh yeah people definitely spend all their free time doing this and like it never made any sense at all yeah but in the meantime they have the most valuable commodity in the modern age all of your data like sure i don't really think that that you know meta's vr model failing means that the company will fail and it's possible that they you know spend the next five years working on that and roll it out again and this time it you know that happens with tech all the time right yeah. You know, your 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 beta model does terribly and everybody makes fun of it and then you roll it out again in five years and it's like, you know, the next big thing. First I mean, they first they make fun of you and then they, <laughs> <laughs> then they challenge you. Yeah. I, I mean it, it's it's totally crazy that like Zuckerberg doesn't uh, isn't expected to like fall on his sword. Like he basically made this huge apology about how like he personally failed at like bringing in the revenue or the direction or technology readiness or whatever the fuck uh, of trying to get meta into like a cash flow positive uh, space as it relates to the whole metaverse thing. And then he just laid off like, I don't even remember, like 100,000 plus people. And then like was like, this is on me. It's like, why are you still running this thing? Yeah. Like, like what is going on? Like, I, I would blame myself for all sorts of things if there were never any consequences. <laughs> like, then, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, no, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's another mea culpa, guys. Yeah. <laughs> all right, see you later. Let's stop talking about it now, <laughs> right? It's my fault. Let's not explore this any further. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, it worked for me. You know, I took entire responsibility for all of the failures of the left. It's the true, it's yeah. true. Yeah. And, and, and he continues to. And, and I still have this rightfully so. extremely lucrative position at Ironweed. Yeah, so like, there's just like a ton of it, the, these jobs where they like don't, um, so like that was one. There's like others where they, they get like assigned some portion of coding for a project that doesn't go anywhere mm-hmm. they just like sit there like okay well i could do this and they're like let's do that next week <laughs> yeah just like keep she not des- fucking doing it. she describes her day at one point and it's like she would start at 11 a.m where her um which was when her uh west coast colleagues would begin their day and then she would like fuck around until three and then she would work for like 30 minutes or something and then she would call it a day. I mean, it was yeah. like the schedule was my dream schedule, to be <laughs> frank. Uh, I don't know that I would be complaining about this job. I, I think I would be uh, living it up. Yeah, that, that is really the worst thing. I'd be thing, doing my hobbies. The worst thing, the absolutely worst thing about this story is that these jobs are going to all the wrong people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like these like go-getter, like type A personality, like I like I have to be like, you know, changing the world through some sort of Memf- corporate Memphis like illustrated concept. Like I just have to fucking do it. Yeah. And they're not and they they're not letting them do it. And so they quit. They quit to make their own job. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> Bullshit jobs are wasted on the type A's, as, yeah. the, uh, as the old saying goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, as, as you guys know, and I, it's sort of a trope to like make fun of how little work is done in the workday and like sort of how a lot of like quote unquote email jobs or, you know, office jobs or whatever are basically like 50% pretending like you're busy 
and then like actually getting stuff done. And while that might totally be a reality for people, like I don't actually know any. I don't know anybody that fakes their work day. When I was like, a telemarketer, I faked a lot of work. Yeah. Oh God, so much. I faked so much work because in in large part because I hated it. Yeah. It was the worst job I ever ever had. And I hated bothering people, which when you're a telemarketer is like kind of, you know, got to get over that one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would, I would fake calls that I was making. I would sit there and be talking on the phone to no one if my boss like walked in the call center room. Wow. Yeah, for sure. I, 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 know, I, know, I know several people who have completely fake jobs. And, and, and then like there are ones that like they think they have a real job, uh-huh. but they don't. Yeah. Like, or like, you know, like they ascribe the meaning and importance to the work like a do. series of spreadsheets that don't do anything you know interesting yeah, yeah. like you know i work at ecovative as people know and like you know uh it's a technology company in the sense that we're trying to use biomaterials to like displace synthetics in a wide variety of stuff and including like um also you know uh displacing like factory farmed meat with like uh fungi versions of it etc and there's just so much work to do that like I work way more than 40 and I basically just feel like I have to because what we're trying to do in my eyes is like important and we're not able to staff to the point where everybody can like coast at all. And like, yeah, I, I like it. I like it. I think I prefer it to the idea of like having a job where I was trying to keep my head down and like work less than 50% of the time I was billing. Like, I think that would give me so much fucking anxiety. Like, I would just not be able to enjoy it, I don't think. I mean, I guess I'm a type A, maybe. I don't even know what the You're types are. You're absolutely a type A. Um, it, but yeah, I mean, like, uh, yeah, I, I'm not really envious, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, you know, like... No, it, I mean, I'm I'm envious of a job that pays $190,000 a year, <laughs> and she doesn't have to pretend yeah. that she's working. Yeah. Like, that's the thing, is, yeah. that, is yeah. that she's not pretending she's not that she's working. Guilty. She's just not working. Yeah. And nothing is expected of her. Yeah. That's incredible. That, that's yeah. that. I would love a job that pays $200,000 a year in which nothing is expected of me. Are you kidding me? So, oh my God. So in the pandemic, there was also like a class of worker that, you know, became uh, emergent in the media, uh, the quote unquote, uh, overemployed uh, uh, people, which are basically like these bullshit 50% or less time jobs that were also quote unquote, like rising grinders. And so what they did is they basically got like two or three of these like bullshit jobs uh, and then did them in parallel secret to their bosses and would remote work in and like, you know, like miss meetings and write excuses like I have, I I need some head down focus time to finish this objective and stuff because they had to be on another meeting for like one of their other uh, uh, companies or whatever. And like. I don't even know how I feel about these people because on one hand, it's just like, well, you know, you're getting the bag and you're in this situation where you see the sticks and carrots in front of you and you're doing what's best for you, et cetera. But it's just like also, I don't know, it's just like you're getting so far ahead of all of these other people that are around you because you're just like playing this really fucking unethical, crazy game better. And I don't know, it's a very weird thing, but oh. we're going to we're going to touch on an update to that article. Because um, on our bonus episode that we're going to record later today, we're going to take a deep dive into the emerging um, and, you know, like rapidly sophisticating world of like AI in general. And people are using tools right now to like hold down four or five of these type of like, you know, like shit jobs. Yeah, Yeah. bullshit tech jobs. And uh, they're making like a million a year. And it's fucking insane. Um, So, yeah. To those people, I say relax you need to relax man you don't have to work that hard yeah why why are you working so hard they're gonna retire early that's the idea i had i had a friend who his goal was to retire by the age of like 45 um and he just he he works in tech and he just grinds and saves and invests and um you know i get that i i get wanting to retire at a young enough age to actually enjoy it 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 must just feel really rough though like i mean i I don't know how i could justify that like taking in like millions and millions of dollars over the course of like three or four years doing a bunch of bullshit jobs and then retiring when like i assume everyone else i know is going to be grinding until they're like 90 because we don't have um you know um 
or, like we don't have pension systems and stuff. Like I've been watching what's going on with France, right? And they're just burning the fucking cities down yeah. because they're trying to move the retirement age from 62 to 64 so people can draw on their like state funded pension programs. And it's just like, I don't understand how that's even possible. Like not the burning the cities down and revolting and mass action and stuff, I guess, but just like everybody can retire at 62. Like what? Like, <laughs> like I work at a, I, I live in a country where like you're expected to if you're a working class person be a Walmart greeter until you literally blow away like dust from like a Thanos snap like <laughs> you're, just, right, yeah. you're expected to literally work until the day you die for the vast majority of the people that at least are coming up right now like yeah it wasn't always that way but it there has been a, a major turn towards that direction and so, is that just the missing ingredient? We just need, like, more burning barricades? We just yeah, need to, like, yeah, win against the yeah. cops? Like, because if that's the case, um, the U.S. police are really armed. <laughs> and yeah, I, no, we're totally fucked. We can't, <laughs> people, we cannot do what people in France do without, like, lots of people dying. I mean, yeah. there would probably be issue, people who take issue with me saying that, but, you know, it's... I think that the French are fucking crazy motherfuckers. They're incredibly brave. I have Hats a lot off. of admiration for the way that they protest um, or riot, really. But I think it'd be a real challenge to do that in the United States. Yeah, the, but the uh, guns plus ideology would just make it really... You, you, yeah. you, you also have motherfuckers out there just like, like I must, I must protect this Denny's because it's yeah. it's a job creator. So <laughs> many jobs were created at this Denny's. The yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You get yeah, like the yeah. It's, People in your exact same profession going out and right. protesting against you for trying to keep their pension or yeah. whatever the fuck. Yeah, and like, and also like like at least, I mean they're they're rioting and and burning a bunch of shit, but they they also seem to be like picking the right stuff. Like they actually know. Like enough people know like what is taking their money. It's like fucking BlackRock and like their president's favorite restaurant. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, 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 yeah, go for those things. Like, I, you know, like, I, I don't. They, they seem to have like a, a better, better sense of things. And they did better power mapping. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> you know, they, they, they got they they got everybody the right amount of pizzas and and soda, and they had the right sized like peel away layer. Uh, paper boards. Yeah, and yeah. They just did it right. Okay. Well, they also just do it right. Like, I. Oh boy. Yeah, I don't. Uh -oh. like, I don't know. I, I've seen a lot of comparisons to like. Well, you know, like you know, when people like uh, some like understandable anger of like, well, like why are people saying like, well, if, like basically what we just said was like, why don't Americans do this? And they're like, we did uh, for like Black Lives Matter. And for the, you know, emergent um, working class movement, like, you know, like, yeah, yeah like long ago, long yeah, ago. yeah, yeah, but no, like, like, contemporary, contem like a contemporary account would be like, you know, 20, like summer 2020. And it's like, yeah, there was a good amount of, of rioting, protesting and stuff, but the demands were, but the problem was that the demands were confusing. Well, they were, and or they were extremely clear, but just absolutely non-starters. Yeah, like, like stop that, killing us. Yeah, right, for yeah. example. Or right. just abolish defund, the ab yeah. abolish, yeah. defund, yeah. like disarm, right. and those are non-starters in a fascist state. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whereas like don't change something, like... Let us know. retire earlier, yeah. very clear-cut ask that is well, well, the, already the norm. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's like the ch the change is uh, making things worse, and mm. so like retaining previous wins uh, is, is just like I, I, I think easier. So yeah, I I I, do, I don't like the comparison. I, I, is basically all I'm saying. Fair so, enough. I, I, yeah. I, Fair I, enough. I think it's a false comparison. I'm just saying we're all human. We're us and the French. We're the same species. <laughs> You know? It's true. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. don't know how so, long uh, was. Uh, Talk about the, uh, t uh, the city floor getting broken into. <laughs> yeah. 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 Is that our wildflower? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Okay, so get, get this. Uh, city floor uh, was uh, um, mis what the police chief calls mischievously like uh, um, uh, uh, broken into, broken into, 
Um, stole a couple things, maybe. It just seems like a lot of stuff was fucked up. Nothing from the city, it seems. They stole a laptop yeah. from somewhere else in the building, apparently. Um, but mostly and, they just, like, threw stuff around. Yeah, <laughs> and there's no camera footage. Nope. Wow. Well, there is camera footage at, in from, like, the hallways, I believe. But there's no there are no cameras in city floor. Wow. Yeah. Which... Ken Crow, who writes the article about it, has like kind of a little dig at yeah. Troy because of that. Deservedly so. <laughs> I mean, for listeners who haven't caught it on earlier episodes, uh, we don't have a city hall because we demolished it. And then our city is really, really smart. So instead of like using public funds to like build a new city hall, they use public funds to rent from a for profit uh, landlord to have a floor in a building. And that functions as City Hall. And that's been the case for, what, like eight years now? Ten years yeah, now? it's been a long time. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the article states, the city rents the fifth floor of the building for its offices. It does not own a City Hall building as Albany, Schenectady, Saratoga <laughs> Springs, Rensselaer, Coho, Cohoes, Watervliet, Mechanicville, Hudson, and other cities do. Yeah, all, all <laughs> Damn, the Damn, Ken! <laughs> <clears throat> He says, uh, Troy knocked down its city hall at One Monument Square about a decade ago to clear the site for redevelopment. So far, no development has taken place. And that's how it ends the article. He's such a sassy. I love He's Ken. so sassy. Yeah, he's Ken's the best. Great. He's all, he also leads the negotiations for uh, their union. Fuck yeah. yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, oh, look, I'm not, I'm not saying that this is the case. I, but I'm just putting it out there that, you know, if you were to try to foil something and the city were to go like, oh, that was stolen, <laughs> you know, like, I'm just saying that that might happen. Yeah. yeah. Or that. Keep your eyes peeled for that. Yeah. I just. I, no, that yeah, pilot we, program document, that was yeah. just stolen. That's we don't know gone. anymore. Where's the $500,000 that should have gone to lead pipe? Rem- oh, oh. oh, no, that was the we, paper that that was about. We wrote it down somewhere. Ah. Intern didn't lock the safe. Yeah. No, the, the, it, because not only, yes, was our last city hall demolished on, like, New Year's Eve. <laughs> it was, yeah, New um, Year's Eve. Yeah, was, with, literally with, when the ball dropped. Illegally, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> illegally. Yeah, it was, it was illegally demolished by Harry Tatungen. Uh, on New Year's Eve, because it, we were going to lose the funding. It's not illegal if the mayor does yeah, it. Right. Okay, because <laughs> we were going to lose funding like the next calendar year. So he literally like did it at the eleventh hour uh, um, with no asbestos remediation. So it also like sent like an asbestos cloud into the downtown, but you couldn't see um, it because of all the fireworks. Yeah, but um, and night. <laughs> and, um, but uh, the only city hall we had before that was also burned down. Um, Largely, it seems to like hide some sort of malfeasance uh, uh, previously. So the city has just like this fire great, purifies all. Yeah, this great like century long history of like bulldozing nefarious. its city hall <laughs> for nefarious reasons. And so like it just like now that we you know like it got broken into and there's mischievously and there's no fucking footage of it. Like I just it feels like maybe it's just the righteous churn. Yeah. That's all it is, you know? You gotta wipe the slate clean every so often, yeah. you know? You gotta gotta uh, clear the garden bed to let new emergent files. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, mischief. Mischief. I wonder why they were calling it mischievous. Was there giggling? Were there they said it was tapes? like a... They said it was like they threw a party. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like, I think they stole... <sighs> Did somebody like? Didn't they steal a bottle of liquor or something? What? what? Or no? They they went into the employee uh, break room and ate a bunch of food. Okay, yeah. Um, You're gonna do that? Yeah. It just looks like they just. It it was probably just teenagers like trying doors and finding an open one, and you know going inside and seeing what they could do. Yeah. We used to do that kind of shit as teenagers. I mean, I never did a city hall, but. No, I've, I never I've, did a city hall I've, either. But they weren't doing a city yeah. hall. They were doing a commercial building that happens to have a city hall in the middle of it. Yeah, like, I mean, I definitely <laughs> have They're done... trying to get to homicidal on the first floor. <laughs> homicidal, yes. Our our city hall shares a building with a restaurant named Homicidal. <laughs> they kill so God, much Troy fucking hummus. God, Troy's such a joke. <laughs> yeah, it's really sick. Somebody needs to stop them. Yeah. Put a stop to all the, the homicide <laughs> happening there. Uh, yeah, pa- they I said definitely did a lot of B and E as a kid. Did you guys do a lot of B and E? No, no, no. Yeah, we did. You know, band I, I didn't personally. Like that. 
I didn't I didn't personally, but my friends, a lot of my friends broke into cars. Um and we and yeah. we would go into like abandoned or con- or buildings that were under construction. In fact, one time I got caught by the police for smoking weed in a building that was under construction in a very nice neighborhood in town. And uh they like called my mom and it was really bad. I got grounded for the whole summer. It sucked. Yeah, I, I remember I got uh caught climbing into Bancroft Tower, which is like this gnarly, like I don't know, like Revolutionary War era um like stone fortress tower with like spires and shit and it's been abandoned you know and like locked up for ever like since it uh it it hasn't uh, been used you know and i'd climb that because it had like this really easy to climb like rock face on the edge with like really deep grouting and stuff and one time the cops came and like arrested in the form of like stopping us and detaining us but not in the form of like booking us and they made our parents come and our parents were all like why didn't you just let them go home? Like, why do I have to be here? Like, that's how, like they didn't yeah. do anything ro- really wrong. Like, who do they harm? That's like, how all of our you know? parents were. They were yeah. just like, all right, can we just take them home? Yeah. Except for my mom. My mom was the only one who was pissed. It sucked. Well, that's now you got good scruples, though. So, yeah. There's I that. I, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ready for wildflowers? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, is this yours? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. This is this is one of those risky uh, perspective wildflowers that we rarely do, but we we usually like it actually happen before we champion it as a wildflower. But some indications are saying that the uh, global energy watchdogs that you know feed information to the UN's like you know non-committal goals for climate change and shit are saying that. Globally, the human species may actually reach peak carbon uh, emissions for the sector of energy this year. That more renewable energy is being built and utilized and projected to be built and utilized um, into the coming uh, decade that this year we might actually see from the energy sector itself, which is, say, like the grids, the electric grids, everything uh, associated with that that we may have hit our total peak of carbon use for that purpose this year. So that doesn't include things like automobiles and planes and stuff? No. Because those are like Huge the emitters. biggest. Well, actually, the biggest is energy. Uh, this is used for like, you know, food refrigeration, like a bunch of other stuff. Transportation is the next biggest. Oh, okay. Uh, but the biggest is energy. Um, and so, you know, it's a, uh, you know promising then for, for it look like basically but, uh renewable energy is becoming uh cheaper in the form of like wind and solar uh distributed uh you know a generation of that uh but also there's been a lot of investment in um uh hydro and large off-scale uh, offshore uh wind and stuff like that in a lot of the uh countries around the world yeah um i mean it's it's a mixed bag, though, because when you get down to the details, there are new fossil fuel infrastructures being built this year in all of the major countries that have the biggest amount of emissions, including China and India, including coal-fired power plants and stuff. Uh, but there are also a lot that are coming offline for good. And yeah. so in the total wash, the you know people who are counting these beans are saying, this actually might be the year that we... like have the most carbon output for the purpose of our electricity grids okay um so you know here's hoping yeah um, much like the wildflowers in troy currently it is <laughs> it is but a bud it has yeah. not yet bloomed but we're hopeful as ever yeah build more nukes i mean that's a very contentious topic yeah. on this podcast Hey, I'm coming around to you guys, it. You guys should have a nuke debate one yeah, day. Yeah, build more nukes. I mean, I'm, I'm coming around to it. Um, I think that the nuke technology itself is becoming inherently more uh, safe and sustainable. There's still the issue of waste, and there's still the issue of extraction. Uh, but when we're comparing it to the uh, carbon emission of any other non-renewable resource... Uh, it is vastly, vastly better. Like my whole thing about nukes is that I just don't trust um, civilization to maintain for very long. And a lot of existent nuclear plants are like 
along the side of the ocean and yeah. need to be continuously monitored and like need to have people go and take care of them. Otherwise they explode <laughs> or like melt down or like whatever. And that like, I just see disruptive events being like something I would, I, you can definitely bank on yeah. <laughs> into the future. And that the idea of things that are inherently unstable, that when they fall out of control, become natural or human made disasters mixed with natural disasters is like, Ooh, that's bad. Um, and you know, even like, like Indian point, uh, energy is about to dump something like 500 million gallons of water. That's, you know, uh, tritium or whatever. Yeah. And, but they say it's fine. Yeah. They said it's fine. <laughs> I, tr truly I it's, trust them. Truly it's fine. I trust the gigantic energy company. What, yeah. we, what we need is a huge catapult. Yeah. So that we can shoot our nuke waste into space. Yes. Without having to use rockets, which would kind of defeat the purpose. Yeah, space elevator. Need, yeah. Yeah. Spe we, space elevator, baby. Yeah. Let's so, make it happen. Once we have that. And then we just use uh, AI to run the thing. Entire and global it'll never, economy, yeah. Nothing, yeah. nothing will ever go wrong. Or was so, that, the, like, they're, like, they're trying to make something that's like a centripetal, like, slingshot. Yep, yeah. And it just, like, shoot it out. Uh, without a propellant like yeah use that yeah, yeah. There's, there's a bunch of really cool yeah. space tech that isn't getting heavily invested in right now but is somewhat promising like there's a laser based um uh propulsion system that can be run from the ground like using electricity and the big change there is that you don't need to bring your fuel with you which means you can have like pretty much just the cargo and like a, a reflector uh come down and they basically like you shoot a super powerful laser beam up at the bottom of the thing and it, it makes pushes. like a series of explosions that propel it upward. That's nuts. And yeah, like I don't know how not vaporware that is, but yeah. on a uh, concept that's really interesting. And then my favorite one, because it's just really zany, is the idea of like a very large uh, uh, like rocket ship connected to like a train up like a very high mountain <laughs> so that you get above where the air is thick, which is like where you meet like the vast majority of your resistance, resistance to yeah. uh, getting up to speed. So you basically like imagine like K2, you know, in Tibet and it just has like basically an evacuated air tunnel that goes all the way up like uh the boring companies you know uh what do they call that thing the the the, the hyperloop okay. where oh, they yeah. basically like evacuate the air out of both sides of this thing get this projectile slash spacecraft going really really fast and then at the last moment open up the blast gate and like propel this thing up through thinner air and then it has like enough uh fuel just to get it into low earth or orbit from there and you know Okay. Every ounce counts, but uh, yeah, fine. Let's just try it. I guess try all yeah. sorts of things. I mean, right now the 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 exact opposite of that is currently what we're investing heavy in, and the uh the the old the super heavy uh, rocket is about to get tested. I think this week. That sounds great. Super and, heavy. Yeah. yeah that sounds yeah. like what we want. But I believe this rocket is going to self land and be reusable, and it's like the first payload, the biggest spaceship ever made, the biggest rocket ever made. Uh, was made by SpaceX this year, and it's about to get tested. And it's like, I think, 440 feet tall. It's like massive, and it's stainless, so they don't have to paint it. And the idea is they're going to try and reuse, like, most of the stages. So, like, the bottom first stage, uh, being the biggest one, I think, is going to, like, land itself when it comes down, or at least that's the hope. Um, and uh, people who are more space nerd than me, correct me in the comments, because I actually... <laughs> want to know about this kind of thing but i'm only partially paying attention yeah all right uh well one thing that is for certain is that i have a book launch coming up oh yes oh, yeah. yeah tell us uh, about the book launch so uh april 29th so last saturday of april at 4 p.m at uh 386 first street in troy the james Connolly social club uh is hosting a public event for me uh, Fuck yeah. Where, uh, yeah. Uh, Brittany will be uh, interviewing me. We will be in, in conversation, yeah. as they say. Yeah, about the book. And, uh, and uh, there will be copies for sale. And You can get it signed. Yeah. So that someday you'll be able to sell it for thousands of dollars. <laughs> once David is rich and yeah. famous and or, powerful. Or it will be unresellable because it has been written in. Oh, hush. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, yeah that, that, should be, that should be a good time. Four o'clock, April 29th. 386 First Street in Troy. Hell yeah. 
Uh, I have something else to tease, which is um, we're going to do a gorilla show, which is to say an unlicensed public uh, rock show. I think it's unethical to have those kinds of animals show up at your <laughs> at your venues. And do you have earplugs for them? Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll bring it earplugs for everybody, including the uh, the the great ape uh, brethren. Uh, <laughs> uh, and that's uh, we're hoping to do it at six p.m. on Saturday, this coming Saturday, April twenty second, for Earth Day. Um, oh, cool. And so, yeah. We're Where are gonna, you doing it? Uh, up at the uh, Gay as Hell Pavilion, i.e. Uh, the uh, <laughs> the Uncle Sam Pavilion, the one that got ah, repainted yes. uh, by the city because they could not stand how the, gay it was. <laughs> they, they got all gayed up. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to try and do it there. Uh, and yeah, tell everybody uh, that you know that isn't a cop. And the uh, <laughs> cops that uh, have to listen to this uh, as part of their job. Um, <laughs> you're just, not invited. You're not invited. Uh, <laughs> and also just, uh, actually, I just made this all up, but specifically just this Pre- is a parody. Yes, yeah. exactly. Parody satire and unactionable. But it should be fun time. Yeah. And if we get shut down, hopefully you don't get arrested. Um, Troy DSA <laughs> is also that same day doing an Earth Day event. We're going to pick, be picking up trash in South Troy. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and that starts at, I believe, noon. Nice. So Actually, people can go, go to both. Let me check that. Probably. Unless you guys are doing it for like 10 hours. No. What time did you say yours was? Uh, about 6, I think, on the 22nd. So yeah, that's going to be from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. And we're just going to be tabling, talking to people in the community about Troy DSA, the work that we're doing, and um, picking up trash and making beautifying the neighborhood. So Hell yeah. We're going to have uh, bags and bins and stuff. Just bring some gloves. Fuck yeah. And in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter. Ironweeds Pod. And on Instagram. Ironweeds Pod. Send us an email. Why don't you? At Ironweeds Pod. At gmail.com. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Peace.